Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 317 of Luke 21, and we're starting a mini-series of studying prophecy in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And you might ask the question, well, why do you really need this study about what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says about prophecy? Uh, Isn't studying biblical prophecy enough? Well, here are at least five reasons, and there's probably more, uh, why you need this study. You really do need this study. And it's not going to be too difficult, but number one, the reason why you need this study is that you shouldn't trust me. You heard me. You should instead check me out using the catechism. I'm going to show you how to check me out in other people's. But if they were giving out an award of the person who's made the most mistakes intensely made mistakes regarding biblical prophecy, I think I'd win the award. Um, I've made so many mistakes. I think I've made practically every mistake you could make regarding biblical prophecy. Now, I think it's somewhat useful to what I'm doing with Luke 21 because having made so many blunders, I can understand how others think about biblical prophecy and perhaps help you from making the mistake that I have made. And that's kind of my motivation, but you shouldn't just trust me or really anyone else. You need to check me out using the catechism. Now, number two, and this kind of in the modern world, we tend to think, well, as seen on TV, there's a whole section of uh, stores with as seen on TV stuff. Well, that doesn't mean that stuff is good or not just because it's on TV, but yet Americans seem to have a certain (laughs) Uh, adoption of that philosophy that if it's on TV, it must be right, must be good, must be true. Of course, people are rapidly changing their opinions about that, but you shouldn't trust someone about biblical prophecy just because they have a podcast or a broadcast or on EWTN. Uh, I broadcast podcasts. I've been on EWTN, and I've made mistakes. So you want to be aware that, and this is number three, uh, someone who has multiple teachings or books or broadcasts and say any number of orthodox things, surprisingly, it's very easy for them, despite all the many good things, the 99% of the good things they say and do and write and publish and speak about, but when it comes to biblical prophecy, it's not too hard to go off the rails. Um And one of the reasons why is that people start from all kinds of positions except the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is what we're going to be doing. Okay. Um, You shouldn't trust someone, this is number four, about anything regarding the faith just because they are popular and everybody trusts everything they say. Popularity does not equal orthodoxy. Just ask the prophet Jeremiah. He was probably the least popular person. They dumped them into the mire, into the mud, 
drop them down a well. They get this guy out of here. And yet he was the true prophet in his day. So popularity does not equal orthodoxy. And so check it out. Don't go by popularity. Go by the catechism of the Catholic Church. And then number five, if you're new and even relatively new, I mean, you have some experience studying biblical prophecy, I would suggest avoiding 300-page books on the subject. There are a lot of 300-page books and 200-page books on biblical prophecy, but before you do that, find something that's A, truthful, B, succinct, and C, has lots of grounding in Scripture. And nowhere else on planet Earth, in fact, in the entire universe, and I have studied biblical prophecy for a half a century, have I found a more truthful, succinct, and grounding in Scripture section of teaching on biblical eschatology, biblical prophecy, than in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 668, to 682. And the way I remember it, kind of in the middle there, uh, 675 is one of my favorite sections in the catechism. I just remember 675, and I know to go back a couple of sections and forward. Now, these sections, 668 to 682, in my edition of the catechism, are a grand total of five pages. Five pages pages. And it took me decades to get here, okay, <laughs> following a lot of rabbit trails. And if you go through some of your popular and otherwise orthodox Catholic teachers are saying things about biblical prophecy and the end times that don't match with these five pages. Now, Anybody can read five pages, and it's like you're going to get a handle on prophecy. This is just incredible. It's great. And what I'm going to do as I go through, I suggest if you had a highlighter or a pen to underline in your catechism, um, and, you know, if you're driving right now, obviously you don't want to start marking up a catechism, but just go back through. You'll hear what I'm going to be saying, and you just know if these— you know, five pages, you go find them and start underlining some key phrases. That's all you need to know. And with that, you can contrast. Uh, it's very easy to say, I'd say at least 50% of Catholic scripture scholars, even those who are on Catholic media and Catholic apologists, are not lined up with the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And you might think, you're totally out of your mind. That can't be. Well, all I'm saying is, Read five pages, underline key phrases, and use that to check me out and other people out. This is just the best thing I can give you to test the genuineness of what to expect. And what you expect about the future is going to affect your behavior today, including new converts and young people. Okay, We want to know what the future holds. So um, what do you need for this? Well, you need the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and I would urge to get a print edition so you can underline and such like that. Also, I'd recommend you can get this online or a print edition, but there's 
a big fat book is actually uh, a thousand pages, almost a thousand pages, entitled The Companion to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Remember those three things I shared with you that you needed to get something that was truthful, succinct, and lots of grounding in Scripture? Well, that third one, lots of grounding in Scripture, the footnotes have so many scriptural passages referred to is that you really want to look at these two back and forth. And I'll just tell you my absolutely, utterly wonderful way that I study this. For those of you who happen to have the Logos Bible software or the Verbum uh, Bible software, these are two of the same products. The Verbum is more of a, a Catholic edition, but both work just fine. You get the catechism in electronic form, and then you get the companion to the catechism electronic form, and you can set these up in parallel windows, and then in Logos, you can actually link the two parallel things. So as you scroll from 668 to 669, it'll go down and show you all of those scriptures printed out for you. It's really wonderful. But in any case, you really want to pay attention to those scriptures. And today, I'm just going to show you how important it is to pay attention to this, because there's two groups out there that are basically teaching in contrast to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the faith once for all delivered to the saints, the church fathers, and everything else. The first group, you might guess, is the rapture at any moment people, and that the church will be taken up to heaven before the final trials, before the final great tribulation and such. And if you're a Protestant listening to this and you believe in the rapture, it's being taught everywhere and anywhere, get a hold of a catechism of the Catholic Church or go online and read these five pages. At least you'll see what 2,000 years of Christian history has held. And by the way, I need to mention there are many Protestant groups that believe almost identically to the prophetic sections here in the catechism, except they're just not on the airwaves like the other people are. They're not as popular. And so that if you just gauge popularity by orthodoxy and truthfulness, you can be led down a rabbit trail. So in any case, that was the one group. The second group is that the Catholic scripture scholars and apologists that believe in hyperpreterism, which translated means they believe that prophetic passages in the New Testament refer to the first century only or basically, and there's no worries about the future. And so I'm going to give you three passages to underline when you get home or if you're home to get your catechism out and go with me. Section 672 talks about the trial of evil, which does not spare the church, ushers in the last days. In other words, there will be a trial of evil, seven years, particularly the last three and a half years of intensity. It doesn't spare the church, and it ushers in the last days. It's not just about the first century church. No, it's about the last century church, and the church isn't spared the trial of evil like the rapture theory does. Next section, 675 before Christ's second coming. Again, for those Catholic teachers that say the prophecies are basically about the first century, this denies it. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through 
a final trial, not the first century trial, the final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. You're wondering why I do Luke 21? Um, No one paid us to do this. We're not asking for money to do this. I have a passion so people get a proper grounding in biblical prophecy because I don't want anyone's faith to be shaken as we approach difficult times. That's my motivation. And if you have it wrong, like both the rapture at any moment and the Catholics, the many Catholic teachers and scripture scholars and apologists who say it's all first century, basically false century, basically first century, are basically saying, no worries. Don't be concerned. You know, no, we got to get toughened up because tough times are coming. Catechism 677. Again, this is all on five pages. The final unleashing of evil or the final revolt of evil. Want to know what's going to the end times? It's going to be like, what has gone wrong with the world? There's a final unleashing of evil. And then finally, in 675, it says the persecution that accompanies her uh, pilgrimage on earth, the church's pilgrimage on earth, will unveil the mystery of iniquity. And that scripture references 2 Thessalonians 2 to the Antichrist. So yes, there is persecution in the first century, intense. And every century, there's persecution. But there's a final persecution that unveils the Antichrist the mystery of evil, 2 Thessalonians 2, the end, end times. And so that's why we need the Catechism of Catholic Church. These five pages will keep you on track. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 317 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.